Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station, a place to sit back and relax while waiting for your train to board. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. The goal here at the depot is to help you strengthen your own practice of leadership, no matter where you serve. Every episode will give you not only the background theory, but some practical tools that you can use right away. Great Ridge Station is a service of Great Ridge Group, LLC. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Season 1, Episode 11. So we're in a series on the questions we need to answer in order to lead ourselves well. Now just a reminder, the article that inspired this material is Peter Drucker's piece for Harvard Business Review called Managing Oneself. I'm going far beyond the scope of that original work, but you can expect to hear echoes of that Drucker article in some of what I address in this series. So with all of that in mind, let's dig in to some of the key factors in managing yourself. When I started working on this episode, I had planned to address three questions, and as I got going on it, I realized that one question kind of monopolized the time. So, we've cut it back. It's going to be simply one question today, and here's the question that we are looking at. Who are my trustees? Before we dig into the content, I have a personal comment and a request for you. I've been grateful for all of the feedback that listeners have provided, and I hope that we're building something good here. I'd like this to be a community of people who are striving to lead well, and I want to thank you for being a part of that. Now, in the world of podcasts, subscriptions and comments drive visibility, and visibility creates listeners, and listeners create community. So I'd like to ask you to do three things for me. First, find a podcast client for your smartphone or tablet and subscribe to this content. If you feel inclined, please post a comment, post a review. Two, I'd like you to invite your friends and colleagues to listen and subscribe. If you're getting some benefit from what you're hearing, please share this with others. I'd I'd rather not be podcasting's best kept secret. That's all right. And then follow me on Twitter. That's my primary social media presence, and my Twitter handle is LJ Helgerson. L-J-H-E-L-G-E-R-S-O-N. Now you'll find out about new podcast episodes, as well as other ideas that I'm kind of noodling on. You'll get a sneak peek before they turn into full-fledged episodes. So that's it. Subscribe and comment, invite your colleagues, and follow me on Twitter. And hey, thanks very much. So now let's get into our next question that leaders need to answer to lead themselves well. Who are my trustees? Now trustees are not just the people that you trust. That's the easy part. These are the people who can trust you. This question demands that you be both trusting and trustworthy. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not suggesting that you should simply trust everyone. Sorry to say it, but the culture we live in simply will not allow that. Do you know where the term con man or he got conned comes from? I won't wait for your answer. Con man is an abbreviation for confidence man, someone who gains your confidence and takes advantage of your trust for their own benefit, usually financial, but not always. See, the problem with confidence men, confidence people, is they exploit this human tendency to build relationships and offer trust. It's sad that we have to be so cynical these days, 
But cons are good at their trade. So be careful. I'm not talking about building trust with people who sweep into your life and try to build trust. I'm talking about people who are already in your life and have demonstrated trust. So who are these trustees? My friend Carl, Carl with a K, once pointed out to me that it takes a long time to make an old friend. When he first, when he first said that, I thought, well, duh. But I've thought about it a lot over the years, and it seems to take on more depth, more meaning, and more nuance all the time. See, my trustees are the people who tell me the truth, even when it's difficult. I trust them to be honest with me, and they trust me enough to know that I will listen and not go all grump on them. Trusting and trustworthiness are essential, but you can't have that kind of relationship with everyone. Focus on developing a set of core relationships that you invest in heavily. Some of us, usually the introverts, but not always, some of us are happy with a small group of committed friendships. There are others, though, who attract a lot of people, but not very deeply. Now, I'm not saying that's bad, but I am saying that you have to have a small group that you hold close and invest in. Even Jesus had this inner circle, Peter, James, and John, and that's instructive for us. At various points in his earthly ministry, he was surrounded by the 12, the 72, the 140, and even the multitudes. But even so, he always took time to invest personally in Peter, James, and John. It's fair for you to ask, uh, what are you looking for in these friends? I admit, I don't have the final answer on this. A lot of it depends on your circumstances, your career trajectory, and your own developmental goals. But I'll offer you some thoughts, though. So first of all, you are looking for humility training. In other words, you want people who do not believe your press release and even enjoy giving you grief from time to time. These are the folks who know you well enough and care about you enough to knock that pedestal out from under you. They'll give you no room for pride or arrogance, but at the same time, when you need a little boost or some meaningful encouragement, they will give you that too. Their goal is to give you an honest assessment and keep you on the right track. They care too much about you to take any of your crap. Um, I mean, carp, sorry. <laughs> you want your friends to give you clear thinking. So when the stress level gets turned up to 11, you want people who will acknowledge your emotions and will not let you camp there. You need someone who will help you think things through, especially when your own thinking is muddied by worry, fear, anger, or even your own positive enthusiasm. When it's the real deal, your close friends will be able to say to you, don't be such an optimist, or don't be such a pessimist. And each of those responses might be exactly what you need. You need people who can help you think things through. These folks can also provide you with alternative perspectives. I don't know if it's occurred to you how often you think you're right. You do, you know. Even when you're wrong, you like to think you're right. Now, I'm not picking on you personally. I, Well, probably I'm not. But I'm pointing out one of the quirks of human nature. There's an old line from comedian Emo Phillips who said, I used to think that the brain was the most fascinating organ in the human body. And then I thought, look what's telling me that. See, it's best if you can find a team of trustees that are not like you, 
who really will help you expand your perspective. When you're really mature, in the philosophical sense and not in the chronological sense, you may be able to see things from more than one perspective on your own, but that's a rare gift. In the meantime, you'll need others to expand your own sphere of understanding. See, this may not be true for you, but this is very important for me. My closest advisors have to share some common values and some spiritual perspectives with me. That does not mean that you should always agree with them about everything, but it can be very helpful to have similar perspectives on terminal values. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the values episode. As a Christian, my vision is placed somewhere beyond this lifetime. And ultimately, it's not about me. I need trustees who understand that and are more interested in honoring God and caring about people than in short-term selfish gain. Rich Mullins, in his song Creed, put it this way, I did not make it. No, it is making me. It is the very truth of God and not the invention of any man. Oh, I'm with Rich Mullins on this one. My life is shaped far more by the grace of God through Jesus Christ than by my own wisdom and will. My closest trustees share that commitment. Now, you don't have to agree with me, of course, but I think it's good for you to know where I stand on this. I think this is a really important element of a good relationship with a good trustee. See, in my life, and this next bit is closely related to spiritual foundations, I need trustees that demonstrate discretion. Okay, truth is, I've had some idiot moments in my life, and a few of my trustees have had the courage to call me out on those things and help me get back on the right track. Sometimes it's stupid actions, sometimes it's stupid attitudes, and sometimes it's stupid ideas, but I have plenty of stupid. There's no shortage of that. See, trustees can help to temper weaknesses by holding us accountable and not letting circumstances become the fodder for gossip. There's something powerful in that kind of trusting friendship. My trustees know my weaknesses, love me anyway, and know how to keep a confidence and not blather about my many weaknesses. In the Roman Catholic tradition, this is expressed in the sacrament of confession. Part of the beauty of that tradition is that it is a sacred, holy trust. Now, that's not my faith background, but I see the value in having someone who knows you, knows your faults, speaks grace into your life. You need at least one trustee who can fill that role for you. Your trustees are also the ones who build up your courage and your motivation. This is no small deal. Not everyone has the self-confidence to do the difficult thing. And even those who do have that confidence don't have it all the time. Sometimes we need pep talks. We need someone who can give us a much-needed dose of gumption. People who know us, know our strengths, know our weaknesses, and know how to get us moving. Best of all, they know, often better than we know, what we should be pursuing. There are probably reasons for this, but I've often viewed the motivation and courage as flip sides of the same coin. For you numismatists out there, that's both the obverse and the reverse. Sometimes we need motivation, a cheering section that will remind us of the value of our goals, what it is that we're pursuing, and why it matters. And trustees will do that in ways that connect directly to our values. 
Sometimes, though, what we really need is courage. We know what we want to accomplish. We're motivated to get it done. But what we lack is the courage necessary to step forward. Our trustees know how to push us, know how to encourage us. Don't forget, the word encourage means to fill with courage. Good, solid trustees will know how to motivate and encourage you. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about might be the most important. You want trustees with wisdom. Wisdom is about knowing how to deal with people, processes, and circumstances, and doing so in ways that are honoring to God and beneficial to others. This is not an easy thing to accomplish because there are competing concerns. There are questions that boil down to the lesser of two evils. There are no-win scenarios, and there are situations that would perplex Solomon. That's the Bible's famous wisest man ever. Anyone who says that being a Christian makes those difficult decisions easy is clearly not paying attention. You need the wisdom of others to help you tease out the best decision. I'll add to that that I want the prayerful wisdom of others, but that's my preference. In the New Testament epistle of James, it states that when we ask God for wisdom, God never says no to that request. Not only do I believe that, I rely on that. So let me encourage you to develop a small cadre of trustees. Choose these people wisely and be assured that you will shape them just as they shape you. See, in the Old Testament, in the Bible, there's a story that relates to this topic very well. Rehoboam was the son of King Solomon. And when Solomon died, Rehoboam was in line to take over. Now, he was counseled by the elders who had served his father, and they suggested to him that he should show kindness to the people that he was leading, because if he did that, they would follow his leadership without question. Now, the young men he had grown up with counseled him to rule with an iron fist, to enforce his will upon the people, essentially show them who's boss. Rehoboam chose the young men to be his trustees, and a civil war ensued. The kingdom was divided, and Rehoboam had no peace, and he really died in disgrace. Now, this story is not about youth or maturity. The story is about wisdom and about knowing wise counsel when you hear it. Rehoboam's failure was his pride, and having trustees who fed that pride, but didn't nurture his wise humility. So, who are your trustees? I feel like I need to be honest with you in this, so let me tell you about mine. First of all, my wife is at the top of that list. She sees things differently than I do, and I put a lot of confidence in her. Truth be told, I married way better than I deserve. I totally value her counsel, her wisdom, and her compassion. But that's not the whole gang. I have a couple of guys from church that I get together with on a regular basis. Okay, I get together with them every week, and not at church. See, they are those trustees in my life. They know me, they harass me, they keep me humble, they motivate me, they give me the slap down when I need it. And I am grateful for them, because they also build me up when I need it. I have similar trustees in my work, in my service opportunities, and in my role as a mentor. Frankly, I am amazed and humbled at the quality of people that God has put all around me. And my hope for you is that you will look for those quality folks who can speak into your life and help you to thrive, both as a person and as a leader. 
Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. As the train boards and rolls on to its next destination, we hope you found your time here helpful. Consider what you've learned and what strategies and practices you can implement right now. If you have leadership questions that you'd like us to address, we'd love to hear from you, and you can find the questions link on our show page. We can't answer everything, but we'll watch for themes and big-picture questions and get to as many as we can. All content is developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson with appropriate citations of outside sources. Our sound engineer is Brick Martin. All background and bumper media is in the public domain and retrieved from archive.org. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. The closing music is from Annunzio Montavani, Skyscraper Fantasy. Limited opportunities are available for supporting sponsorships. Contact information is available on our show page. I'm already looking forward to your next visit to Great Ridge Station. Bye-bye.